Hello everyone and welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast number 493 and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well. Happy New Year to Matt from upstairs. Happy New Year to the listeners. Hope you had a good a good Christmas break, some relaxing times away. Um in which you did or did not play some video games. Who knows? Maybe you want to get away from it all. Or maybe they are your escape from it all. Um, how was your Christmas, Matt? Oh, it was nice. It was very, very nice. Um, mm. So up in Norfolk, took the dog up for the first time. The dog had to had to meet all the other dogs, which was interesting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> did they get on? Was it like war? Canine war? They, they do. They do. They got on fine. The problem is, if it had been like two dogs, it would have been absolutely fine. Just because it was four, they're a bit of a pack. So, ah, I see. It, like the puppy who she got along with really well. Actually, the puppy would like start barking to be like, "Oh, I want to play," but then that would rile up the other dogs. Uh, but it all it all sort of worked out. There was no there was no spats or anything like that. It was just, um, and she did very very well considering how nervous she can be. Mm-hmm. Um, we took so we took her to the beach a bit. One time we took her to the beach, there were seals everywhere, and I had to hold on to her lead for dear life, so <laughs> she didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, the dogs of the sea. <laughs> yeah, well, because because um, Rhiannon was like she was she loved it. She was taking pictures of the seals and stuff like that, and I really didn't get much of a chance to appreciate being that near to like wildlife because I was like Jesus Christ, hold on to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I've never I've never encountered a seal in real life. No, I hadn't really. I'd seen them like in the distance, but mate, I'll send you the pictures over because it's manic. They were just like lying on the beach everywhere. Like... I do like them. I, 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 as animals, I am, I am partial to a seal. I, well, I like any animal who's just sort of fat and lazy. Oh, uh, ideal, so they... right? Like. <laughs> they are fantastic. Uh, in fact, I saw a recent. Uh, was it Attenborough? You know that frozen. I think Frozen Planets going yes. on at the minute. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a, there was a seal heavy uh, episode on, on the ice, and uh, the way they just lie there, just and they seem to. They're one of those animals where, uh, on a kind of resting face, they just seem to be smirking, just sort yeah. of smiling to themselves. So that's great. Um, oh, fantastic. But yeah, didn't realise that they were. That they were just knocking about on the beaches of Norfolk, fair enough. Oh, I know, like, yeah, really through. But yeah, so yeah, lovely time, very relaxing. Played some games, mm. came back home, celebrated New Year, got very mm. hungover, and now podcast. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did not play any games. So I went I went back to uh, to Bedford. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, Paul from Bedford, by the way. <clears throat> I didn't meet him or anything, but I imagined meeting him. <laughs> I went... <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the CEX in uh, in in Bedford because I can't not go to the CEX when I'm no. back but when I'm back home it's just oh, no. classic like boxing you don't know day. what you'll find either like, no it, it, no exactly what, what, what yeah. does Bedford CEX have that your local one doesn't you've seen your local one plenty of times the stock doesn't change but oh hundred percent in a year's yes. time what's come to Bedford <laughs> what new treasures have arrived um, plus it was remote because that's always what you do when you were a kid like after Christmas it would usually be Boxing Day I'd go to town with a friend of mine uh, and you'd have your Christmas money and that's when you'd go poking around for new games was Boxing Day so, so I don't know it's just always in my head I'm always like i got to get down there but I was saddened to uh, to learn that the, the PS Vita section has been uh, well not removed but it's sort of like underneath the PSP bit now it gets a paltry little tiny two shelves to yeah. itself I was always. I mean, fair enough. It's a dead console, but you know. But I the, know, it the used weird to have thing, its own bit. <laughs> the weird thing with CX, though, right, is that that's 
that wouldn't have been their decision even. It would have just been at the whim of what's been traded in. Yeah. And they've probably got to that point now where like Vita games are starting to come up in price again, right? Like because they are quite rare physical copies. And so it's just are, thinning out the stock, really. Yeah, I guess. and people yeah. are probably clocking on to like I can sell this on eBay for a lot more than I can give it to CX for. Yeah, um, and yeah, and yeah, and I suppose the PSP. Well, the PSP was a bigger console anyway, so that also makes sense. But, yeah, it was um, a more casual console, wasn't it? So you're more likely to have like games mm. that you had as a kid as opposed to like I feel like the Vita. Chance are you had that when you're a bit. I don't know, a yeah. bit older. A bit no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. But yeah, I saw a fella uh, in like a little flat cap when he had a, he had a, he had a little waistcoat on as well. No, it wasn't a waistcoat. It's one of those. You know, those, it's like a gilet. It's like a yes. gilet. Yeah, yeah. And I just sort of thought to myself, I'm going to imagine that that's Paul from Bedford. <laughs> I don't know where he is or if he wears a gilet or a flat cap but if you do paul then i definitely saw you in that cex and you were probably traded in some games that didn't have the booklets in or something dastardly like that so you know behave yourself this year that feels very um, rom-com like walking into yeah. the the bedford cex and just sort of being like i wonder i wonder <laughs> could it be him who knows uh i did not get any playing done uh when i was but i did bring my steam deck with me which you'd think, wouldn't you? You'd be like, which, ah, yeah, ideal. but it didn't happen. It didn't happen because I, I had, I had a full calendar of eating to do. Oh, <laughs> mate! To, like, how full are you at the moment? Because I'm just Unbelievable. like a permanent state of full since Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> Because Christmas dinner was unbelievable. <clears throat> we had two. We had one on Christmas Day and another one on Boxing Day. Yeah, different same. People. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but then it was also, it just became a thing where I was staying at my mum's for, you know, a week. And so, in a strange way, you just fall into the, a, a blissful habit of just sort of having meals made for you at certain times. Yep. Um, which is kind of incredible and d- doesn't happen often. Um and uh, I'm sort of I've come I've got a bit of whiplash coming back to London because, <laughs> because I keep having to think to myself, oh, I have to go and make the food in order to eat the food, and that's ne- that's never a good state of affairs, you know. Um, <laughs> no, but no, not. it was it was a lovely break. It was a lovely break. Although I'll tell you what, right? So my Steam Deck, slight weird thing with my Steam Deck, uh, the left analog stick has been ever so slightly weird. And I thought, <clears throat> what's going on here? So basically, if you put the left analog stick in the upwards position, okay, you you get this ever so slight, like little grittiness to it. So I thought, oh, like a little bit of dust has gone in yeah. there or something. And then, like when you let go, when it returns to the sort of neutral position, there's just like this ever so slight little stick stickiness to it. So I was like, oh, it's a bit funny. Like maybe maybe there's some, something in there. So I messaged the Steam people. It was just like, oh, don't know. I don't want to take it apart because I'm a maniac and I'll probably void all my warranties and blow it up or something. But I was like, uh, just to let you know, this is happening. Have you got any sort of like tip tips for me? Um, and they responded. <laughs> they sent me an email. And they just went, oh yeah, we've sent you um, <clears throat> a, a form, and uh, you print that off and send the Steam Deck to us immediately. And uh, we'll, we'll fix it. And if we don't fix it, then we'll send you a new one. Okay. Like seven. So <laughs> I was, it was almost too good. So I emailed back and I was like, well, this customer service is outrageously good. Um, maybe too good. Um, so I said to them, I sort of 
it's a problem, but it's not that much. I was kind of just messaging <laughs> to sort of see if, if you had any tips for me. Yeah. Maybe it's a common thing, you know, I'll put some rubbing alcohol on a fucking earbud or something, jam that in. I don't know, something. But there, it turns out they're just like, no, actually, um, we'll send you a brand new one if we can't fix it ourselves. So that on the one hand, that's very, very good. But then also I'm thinking to myself, but well, I don't want to be without my Steam Deck for five to seven days. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm in a minor, I'm in a weird thing where I'm like, can I get on with a slightly annoying left analog stick? And the answer is probably no, because I'm obsessive about that sort of stuff. Um, sure, sure. I mean, you've got other consoles and stuff to see you through for, for like a week. You're not. You've, you, you got a, when did you get a Steam Deck, Drush? You've been, you've been happily playing games for like. Yeah, this is, this is, this is true. Yeah, I'm hardly. Uh, I'm hardly deprived. It's a good point. It is a good point. Um, but it's mad how that thing takes over you. Like, you you only oh, want to play I'm, stuff on that thing. It's I, so I'm weird. I'm certain. It's actually almost part of the reason that I've not bought one yet, because... Yeah, right, Like, right. One, of, one of the things... You know, there's, like... You know, like, there's rumours for, like, Metroid Prime remaster on the Switch oh and stuff like that? my And God. I'm, like, I'm excited about that. But I guarantee if, if I get a Steam Deck, I'm going to end up emulating the entire trilogy. And then when they announce it, when they announce it for Switch, I'll have zero excitement. I yes. sort of don't want to... I, I sort of want to still be excited about people like <laughs> announcing remakes and remasters and not I just know. be like, well, I can do it on my Steam. No problem. I'm ahead yeah. of the game, baby. And I know, yeah, I know I'll be insufferable <laughs> if I do get one. So I'm the same way. I'm exactly the same way. Like it, it, it unlocks literally like any remaster. I'm just like, well. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and even even to the point where actually sometimes it's not great because they just won't do certain remasters on PC because they're just like well the, the PC version on highest graphics is just just still oh better. yeah that still the, exists the, right like, like. <laughs> so it's so but although but not all the time I mean there, there will be examples like I think is it like you know like the Ezio collection yes on, yeah. I, I think that wasn't on PC and I went on the Steam thingies and people were just like yeah well just play them on highest graphics it's <laughs> yeah. pretty comparable so I don't know but yeah no I, I will have to bite the bullet and, 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 send, and send it away and be without my beloved um, case of the golden idol for a couple of days which I've almost finished by the way oh um, nice well get that get that finished and then send it off I, yeah maybe that's a plan yeah I will do that I you will do happily also, put it to bed I'll put it to bed and I'll get that back and I'm sort of hoping that they just send me a new Steam Deck. Did you ever get like just a little hardware refresh? Yeah. Although, I've been know. eyeing up one for the... Because I've been holding off from like, you know, like, like the Switch OLED and stuff like that. That's the one... Because yeah. handheld especially, you're always touching it. I know it sounds weird. But like... <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't really care about like a refresh for like a home console because no. I don't... It doesn't matter, but like sometimes a new controller, you know, like your old one's getting a bit sticky or whatever. But yeah. with the with the switch, like I can see, I'm sure it's got a slight like bend in it from like yeah. the heat or something. It's yeah. day it's a day one switch, and the only reason I've been holding off is because I'm like, if I get like an OLED and they release like a Pro or something, I'm going to be a sw- or a, yeah, or yeah a or switch, switch two, two is announced, yeah. then you'll be absolutely screwed. No, so, I know it's a good point, and also with handhelds. They've always sort of been that way because it's like the you know the the thing itself is the controller. Yeah. So it's and even I've, just basic shit like analog sticks or buttons that have those greasy 
you know, you know when buttons lose their colour or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it always obsesses me with handhelds. It's really annoying. And at um, least with the with the switch, you can change out the Joy Cons, which is like a nice little thing for the that's actual a good thing. That's really good. Yeah, but, yeah. But in terms of yeah, because every every other Nintendo handheld console, I have had two of, and not on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like just the general. Yeah, uh, I, wearing, I had a Game Boy yeah. Advance, and then I had an SP, and mm. I had a DS, and I like. Bought a DSi off a mate for like fifteen quid, like years later. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then yeah. I had a, a 3DS, and then I ended up with like a new 3DS when that came out because uh, yeah. I just started working. I had the money to to get it, and um, I know this is a very small, sad. I'm going to say sad thing actually. <laughs> okay. It's because that I've always enjoyed that as well because obviously they all have the Pokemon games on it, and it just mean mm. it means you can trade with yourself. It means <laughs> if you have both copies of both Pokemon games you don't need to rely on any other oh, fucker gosh. to be online to be yeah. able to complete your Pokedex that's true the full Pokedex yeah. DS to DS communication yeah fair enough yeah bloody hell and I, I bought a, did I I got my 3DS off of you didn't I or yeah, one of them yeah. Yeah, yeah that was my third that's, that was, that was me like being your silly. third one I'd gotten silly at that point that's the thing I'd be a bit silly <laughs> and I bought it and I regretted it <laughs> And then, and then I I got some of my money back from you, so that worked out quite nicely. Yeah, it was it was a decent quality bit of kit. That it was like my second 3ds. But yeah, my first, I never had the new 3ds because the new is know. really good for the actual 3D bit. Like well, it actually makes yeah. makes it work, which is quite. It's sort of the version of that. The launch version of the 3DS sort of ain't happening, to be honest. It, yeah. It, like the, the like the new one just is is the ultimate. Oh, we actually made it work properly. Like yeah. that's sort which of is what very we Nintendo, right? Like Wii Motion oh, yeah. Plus halfway through the Wii thing and being uh, like, motion controls yeah. actually work now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love the 3DS. Oh, anyway, that's great bear cat. Uh, we've not got an awful lot in the news this week, of course, because it's you know everyone's just been chilling. And um, if we have anything, you know, I'll be I'll, I'm going to be surprised by it. All. I've not been paying <laughs> any attention. Yes, although we probably have some stuff because we've got some stuff that's like you know, oh yeah, you know the pod was a couple of weeks ago, so there might be a few you know a few little cheeky stories left over from last year to mop up. But, nice, uh, yeah, yeah, similar with games actually. All right, well, I'll queue up a jingle uh, and we can get to it. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you're just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. Brush, brush, brush. Bit of toothpaste. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. I'll spit. <laughs> rinse the toothbrush. Rinse the toothbrush. I like a healthy lather. You can only spit so much. Video games. You've spent, you, well, you spent a decent chunk of time, I guess, catching up. Um, which I kind of want to hear about. So, I guess first on your on your big list is God of War Ragnarok, which you did not review because uh, Rich Walker reviewed it, right? Yeah, I didn't even do guides for it because Dan did the guides for it. So yeah, I didn't I didn't oh. get it until Christmas, and uh, and then been playing it for a little bit since I've been back. Excellent. All right. Well, what did you think? So I've, I'm I'm only oh, like five or six hours in. At the moment, and I'm having a really good time with it, and but I think it suffers from the same issues that the first game does, and I think I, I don't know, maybe this is like a more me thing because I bounced off the first game the first like two times I tried playing it, and eventually I got into it, and I was like, oh no, this is really good. Um, okay, and then, but then playing this one again, I've got a similar sort of thing to the first game, which is like I feel like the the video game enus of it. Mm. Cat is runs really counter to like the story and like the pacing 
of mm. it, which I think is is a very unique thing with like this game in particular and like these two God of War games, which is like I got to the first really real big split and the real first big open area of uh, of Ragnarok where it's like mm. well you can go on the main path or uh, and go left or you can go right and do all these little like side quests and stuff like that. Mm. And I started doing the side quests and it's I was like an hour and a half into this like little <laughs> side section and I was like aren't I supposed to be like isn't like Ragnarok coming? Am I not supposed yeah. to be like <laughs> doing this <laughs> yeah. thing and the the opening of it is so sort of like um narrow and well paced, right? Mm. And then you get to this point and it's just like, oh, you can just sort of mess around. And it just feels very counter to like... It does, yeah. What Kratos sure. is like. And uh, and the thing is, I love I love it because I prefer like the puzzle solving bits of it almost. <laughs> like I, I think they have like decently good puzzles and like mm. fun like collectibles. And I really like that side of it. Um, and I end up with this weird FOMO if I do just follow the main path. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then when you follow the main path, sometimes you're like, I don't know when I'm going to be railroaded into a big section <laughs> that I can't get out of. Or if I do yeah. like suddenly teleport out of this section, then that feels very off-kilter because the momentum is building again. Yeah. Um, but it's a great game. I, the, I find in the combat way harder than in the first game. Um, and I don't know why that oh, is. Right. It um, could be um, a couple of things, actually. It could be that it's a little while since you played the first game so maybe you, you know you got a natural rust for the yeah. rhythms of the combat um <clears throat> but i remember speaking to rich walker and he sort of held that the that ragnarok is quite a bit uh, faster and he sort of went back to play uh 2018 god of war and yeah. was surprised at how sort of slow and stodgy it was uh, in comparison yeah that might be it then because i am i'm just i'm dying quite a lot and like i'm playing on the normal difficulty um and i consider mm. myself to be someone who's normally fairly good i mean to be fair like it still maintains like a hack and slash vibe doesn't it even with the behind the camera thing god of war and like com- remembering like button combinations and stuff like that to pull off like yeah. certain moves. And I've always those are the games I've always been the worst at. Like give me like a, mm. a Dark Souls or an Elden Ring or a Bloodborne, and mm. I I'm pretty confident in my abilities in those. But in this one, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm trying to either I try and do cool stuff and don't think about like my health too much, and then suddenly I'm like, oh no, yeah. Or I get that's really- the thing now. It's like quietly a little cross between. Like it has some of those. Dark Soulsy elements, I guess. It's like the parry is way more important in these new ones than it ever was in the PS2 one. I mean, the PS2 ones had a pretty good little parry, but yeah, but it wasn't. You know. It wasn't vital to like keeping your health. No, and no. and then there's also like a leveling system as well. So I ended up at like one fight one time that was like optional mm. and off the beaten track, and I was clearly not the right level for it at all. But I was a little bit like. Uh, I don't really want to have to come back to this later. I just want to sort of do it now, and it has yeah. it crossed over that weird thing. I sound very negative on it. I'm having a really good time. I really no, like I know the story. That, I totally get it, man. Like, it's a weird one, Ragnarok, because it's like <clears throat> it's a good example of like it. So it's obviously just big AAA, you know, blockbuster. Loads of money thrown at it, and there is a certain knee jerk thing I feel like uh, in video games where. Um, people are uh, this is a strange one there's an instinct to just to, to sort of go well it's uh, objectively very good it's got this this that and the other and i can't you know argue with that and i, I found when i was playing <clears throat> god of all ragnarok there was quite a bit about it that, that i didn't really get on with to be honest um and i liked it as a game um 
I had a similar reaction. I think the 2018 one's ultimately a better game, uh, just because by virtue of it, of it having that focus and it being shorter, to be honest. It's pretty much as simple as that. But um, <clears throat> I do just sort of think, yes, it's got a lot of money, and yes, the craft and, and skill uh, of the people that, that you know that have made this really impressive stuff. Uh, but ultimately, there are just there are just classic old school things here that you know that that don't really work. I mean. I do get bored of that combat before the end of the game uh, with Wait, 2018 I, and this one. I've gotten bored of the combat before the end of most of the fights. Yeah, There's always yeah, been like yeah, three yeah. three or four more enemies than I want there to be. I know, I know. Yeah, I in know. Every, in every sort of combat encounter, I'm like, oh, okay, this feels like it's sort of like, I, I feel like I've accomplished something here and then like four more will pop up that I have to beat and I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> I know. I said this to, to Rich and Rich absolutely loves the game. Um, and I do, th- I do think the game gets away with some stuff that other games don't get away with, like the um, the thing that you sort of talked about, you know, in terms of well, lots of this stuff that we're doing uh, doesn't really doesn't really make sense within the bounds of the plot. Like <laughs> I remember uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider had a really similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it and it got pretty much nailed for that. Like, and, and I remember I was talking to, to Rich about it, and I was, you know, I was saying like, it, in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it's like the end of the world. It's like the the fucking Mayan apocalypse, right? But she's yeah. help helping these villagers to find their lost dice or whatever, and it's like, well, it ain't gonna be no more dice for anyone unless you get <laughs> unless you get cracking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just sort of wasn't really talked about with God of War Ragnarok, or at least uh, I, I can't remember if I well, put it. Now to it but, is. Well, now it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll put the world to rights together. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of like, well, what do you mean? Like, no, I, I won't be doing any of this side stuff. It's the, it's the end of the world, you know. And yeah, I, and it is too long. It, it, it's just too well, long. Well, yeah, because I, I, I don't know that yet, do I? That's the thing, Like, because I'm only like six hours in. Well, I'll tell it, you the, what, the you're pacing. not far off. If you're already getting bored of the combat before the... You, you, you're, you're already sniffing the first symptoms of it, my friend. I well, mean, I'll, I'll I check I've, back in in a week or so, but... Yeah, I feel like I'm just not unlocking a lot of stuff either. Like, I feel... I've, I've obviously got some of the abilities from the first game already unlocked. Yeah, sure. Uh, which yeah. Is, but, I, yeah, I feel like in the first game I was getting through... I mean, maybe I just haven't checked my skill tree in a bit. Maybe I've got loads of points to spend that I've not clocked. Be. But yeah. um, which but yeah, one? There's I just, about ten skill trees, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I've, I mean, I had this again. This was a problem I had with the first game as well. That yeah, I think it has too. too many RPG elements, and I, yeah. I feel you could happily rip a load of those out, and it'd be yeah. a uh, as good at the very least. And for oh, yeah. me personally, it'd be better. And I like RPGs, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel quite. No in keeping with that I um, fully, fully agree and even the old ones they had those elements but it was very loose it was yeah. just like well you put your red blood gems into your weapon and the number goes up and that's it you, and I, you, and you I like that to, in terms you know, of like the chaos flames and all I, I love yeah. that I like I really like the collectible upgrades things that mm. are like you know like the frozen is it frozen flame and chaos flame like the up, like and the apples that upgrade your health yeah. all the very zeldery stuff which is to me is less rpg and more like action adventure it's more action I adventure think, stuff yeah, yeah i think that's great it's when it gets into like upgrades and crafting materials that i'm like oh i could rip this all out and have like probably a slightly better time but i do the story so far i'm really enjoying i really mm-hmm. like the take on norse mythology I, oh, so yeah, yeah. the weird the weird thing about this and it's the first time we've already done this is that Rhiannon watched me start playing it Mm. And watched me play it for a couple of hours, and she asked me after. She's like, "Can we do this together? Like, when can you wait until I'm around to play it? Because she's yeah, got really, dragged in by the story. Yeah, yeah, and she's really enjoying it. And like, so we were watching, and like when uh, I mean, I can't talk about the first like hour without spoiling stuff. 
Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, yeah, if you actually do not know anything, I mean, I don't know, mute it for, like, a minute or whatever, but, like, Odin turns up, doesn't he? And mm. is, like, a mob boss. And I'd read stuff about this online, and I'd seen, like, headlines about that and being very cool. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. And then we were watching it, and without any prompting from me, Rhiannon was like, he's a bit of a gangster, isn't he? And I'm like, it's funny you say that. That's the mm. that's what a lot of people have sort of pulled from it. And, the <laughs> um, and like, the, fa- the family stuff and the blood... Um, not oaths, but like blood payments yeah, and, yeah. and things. And it's a very, it's a very, very cool take on what the sort of the the family side of Norse mythology is. And uh, mm. and so yeah, I am really liking that. And I really when I hit like a big like puzzly area, I find that really cool. I really like the way they do puzzles and the way they do collectibles and mm. stuff like that. And then I was at like an hour and a half into doing all that side stuff, and I went, God, this feels like I've really wandered off the beaten track for a while and I sort of forced myself back on but then mm. I will since I forced myself back on I've sort of been wishing that I'd gone back because I'm pretty sure that side area has all the upgrade materials I need to get the better armor in the realm that I'm in yeah that is like every time I get to the shop I'm still haven't got the materials and I'm like well I got two of them from one of the three things in that side quest <laughs> so and I'm just finding this conflict a little bit like <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of FOMO, like whichever direction I like, head in, no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah which if uh, it makes you feel any better, like I, I pretty much like I, mean, I was reviewing the game, I guess. Yeah. So that there was a bit of an element of, um, you know, shake a leg, get a move on. But um, you're not really missing. Th- yeah, it's difficult. So, so you sort of, th- if you just do the main quest, which is sort of what I did, basically, I did some side stuff early on and quickly realised like. I should crack on with this. Yeah. Um, there'll be some stuff where you think, oh, maybe if I've done some um, some side quests, uh, I'd be killing enemies a bit better. And there's, like, some truth to that. It's like, you can just get more powerful and level up more. Um, but the, the truth is, kind of no matter what you do, like, enemies are always just a bit too chewy. Yeah. You know, it's got, I said to Rich, it's, it's got that old um, classic uh, lightsaber problem that they sort of solved in, in Fallen Order, I guess, um, that they've always had with Star Wars, where it's like, well, this needs to be a one-tap, and yeah. if yeah, it's yeah. not a one-tap, then you've kind of degraded what a lightsaber is, and it becomes less cool. And it's kind of the same with God of War, because it's like, well, the dude's fucking insane. The dude's a, he's a god, and he's got a mental axe, and in, on the old games, they sort of solved this to an extent with because they had way more enemies but the enemies they had died very easily yeah these enemies there's a lot of them and they're a bit too chewy yeah the problem is you do some side quests you think to yourself oh yeah yeah i'm doing some side quests to sort of power the dude up and then you 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 start doing a side quest and then you walk into an area and like nine enemies leap out at you and you're like Oh, well, it's the same stuff on the side quest, though. And yeah. I'm doing the side quest to get more powerful, and but the enemies are really chewy here as well. So, so. I'm, I'm, I'm genuine. I'm very glad this, is, this isn't just me because I, I felt I felt no, a bit it's like because obviously it reviewed exceptionally well, didn't it? And like, <laughs> yeah, of course. And yeah. but I, I, it, I didn't. I know it sounds really stupid. I didn't read a lot of the reviews because I knew they'd sort of they'd have to talk about like story and stuff like that and yeah, I was like yeah, well yeah. I'll leave that so I don't really read any reviews so I don't know like how much criticism is in these mm. 9 out of 10s and like it's, it's, so yeah that's like a it's a hard thing but yeah. I, I am enjoying it like I, if if I really genuinely wasn't enjoying it I would stop playing it because I did that with yeah the, no with, for sure I did that with the first game a couple times and mm. um, and I regretted it when I eventually got around to it because it, I, mm. I think it found its footing a bit more and there's just some very cool moments as well. Like, so I think I do want to keep going with this. Um, yeah, yeah. Crack but, on with it, and we'll yeah. we'll we'll check back in. Um, 
because yeah if you're sort of five six hours in you'll be you're uh, you know not, not even a, a quarter of the way yet so you know we'll check back we'll see how you do um i meanwhile i've been playing uh signalis oh i see i'm really interested uh, in this one yeah i couldn't remember if we because I, I i wrote a um very when it was list time i put it on um I did a list for uh, for you guys actually. Yes. Uh, best indie games or best games that you might not have seen, and it was five, on there. It's five great indie games you might have missed in twenty twenty two. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, check it out. Xboxgamers.com, PlayStationTrophies.org. Um, it's really really good. So it's a kind of I, it's not quite top down. I guess it's sort of isometric. Really, um, it's a survival horror game, and it's a proper survival horror game. Um, in so the I'm sort say of that classic Resident Evil mold, or in the classic Resident Evil mold, um, <clears throat> not that, that that that's not what that's not really what makes something a survival horror game. You could be a survival horror game without that, but Signalis um, very much looks to Resident Evil and Silent Hill. So you have um, limited inventory space. Um, I think you have six slots or seven slots. Um, item boxes with which to manage that space. Um, oh, okay, yeah. You know, severely limited ammunition, um, puzzles, really good, but like nice puzzles that that make you think just enough, make you feel smart. Every now and again, um, kind of throw up a bit of a, what the hell is going on here? But they don't, they, they've got the balance perfect. So <clears throat> you pretty much always feel a little bit clever and a little bit, Oh, that's cool. I'm sort of finding stuff out. I'm, I'm using my noggin. I'm thinking, you know. Um, and the crux of the thing is we're going to get you, uh, again, classic Resident Evil stuff, we're going to get you uh, for various reasons, whether it be to go and get a crank handle or some, you know, ingredient for a puzzle, uh, we're going to get you to go down a hallway. I mean, that's uh, the crux of it. That's what survival horror was. That's why it worked. We're going to not quite give you enough stuff. We're going to give you the means to manage that scarcity. And we're going to invent ways to force you to go down hallways that have enemies in them. Uh, and that's that's really the core of game design when it comes to classic survival horrors. It's pretty much as simple as that. There are other tricks as well. But the crux of it is that you play as Elster, or L-S-T-R, but her name's Elster, um, and it's set in a sort of uh, a f- a future where space travel has become has become oh, cool. a thing. Yeah, um, very much uh, kind of, it feels, in, it reminded me a little bit of Alien Isolation, uh, if only because they have the sort of... Um, slightly blurry kind of vhs interfaces with some of the some of the uh some of the consoles that oh you know, nice like it's 80s that, 70s 80s like future yeah. sort of retro futures yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, always enjoy in, that. A, in a nice way it's it's kind of um it actually yeah i think alien isolation would was the was the last time i saw that done you know done well like this and it, and it, and, it, and it is done really really nicely um it it's sort of they have these th- p- uh, people called replicas which is i guess a little bit like replicants from uh, from blade runner sort of synthetic people um and they have a human handler called gestalt uh so you'll have sort of uh, pairs of workers who work out on these space colonies the the human the gestalt will sort of manage the replica um kind of make sure that everything's running smoothly 
And the crux is you wake up, Elster wakes um, on board this, I think it's a space station initially. Oh no, it's a crashed ship initially. And then and then she goes into a, a sort of facility on a snowy planet. Um, and her, her human, her gestalt, is missing. Uh, I forget the name of her human. Ilsa, I think possibly. Uh, she's just missing. She's nowhere to be found. So it's very simple. It's just, well, what's going on here and where is she? Um, and that entails exploring this facility. And it's got... Um, a few. I actually worried it'd be too much early on. There was actually so much sort of homage to um to to you know to older games that I I did worry and sort of think well you've got to carve an identity out you know for yourself though you can't just be Easter eggs left right and centre like they yeah yeah they, yeah they, you know like they they even have like the the way that you save the game is a little red square which is just straight from Silent Hill 2, and when you press <laughs> save on it, the screen reds out, and you hear this weird, like, moany, screamy sound. It's exactly like Silent Hill 2. And, the, you know, there are moments where if you go into the toilet, um, Elster will look. You, you can get at If you examine the mirror in the toilet, um, it, you know, I guess you self-consciously maybe do that if you're a fan of Silent Hill 2, because that's where that game began, in a public toilet, with James staring into the mirror, but you press check on the mirror, and she, she does an indirect quote. Um, it just says something like, uh, these cubicles and urinals are in a state, all, all in varying states of disarray, which is exactly what it says when you examine the toilet in Silent Hill 2. So there's lots of little tiny things like that, okay. um, which will sort of be, you know, catnip uh, to, to a certain group of people. And even basic stuff like you get these one-time use uh, self-defense weapons that are sort of crackling tasers, which are straight out of the Resident Evil remake on GameCube. Um, so, you know, there are overt things like that. There are also other less overt little things like the sort of Silent Hill thing I mentioned. But the fact the, the fact is there, there are two things. Thing number one is that it's scary. And I'm f- oh, sort wow. of fed up, to be quite honest, of people not talking about that, not talking about it loudly enough and not putting it front and center. I, it really it bugs me when we're talking about a horror game. And it just seems to be so low down on everyone's list. You know, is it scary? And so often these days, the answer is no. Um, and that's fine. I'm not saying, you know, games can be other things than scary. Um, you know, you can you can have a horror game and it doesn't scare you, but what it does do is entertain you. And that's absolutely fine. I don't want to sort of uh, devalue that. Um, but it is a rarity, I would argue, these days, that a horror game, and a, you know, mainstream uh, in particular, because uh, they are sort of doing it better in the indie space, um, actually sort of panics you, frightens you. Um, you know, the Callista Protocol did, you know, didn't didn't manage it. Um, the Medium didn't manage it. Um, you know, I'm just sort of thinking of recent fairly yeah, big because, uh, yeah, survival you're horrors. Because right, you know. there does seem to be a lot of horror coming out in like mm. the, the near future, because we had loads yep. announced, haven't we? But mm-hmm. in terms of stuff that has come out recently, like Callista, I think, was the one that a lot of people had their hopes pinned on, and yep. as you spoke about in uh, in another article you wrote for us, uh, the original <laughs> Dead Space, which you know Glenn Schofield also worked on, was mm-hmm. scary. Like you played yeah. the first sort of half an hour of that again or whatever, and you're like, did. no, this is still. I, I finished it in the end. I was oh. I was compelled to finish it. It sucked me in in a way that. Uh, honestly, speaking honestly, Callisto did not. Yeah, but you're yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah, you, you, and I I don't know what it is. I think what it is. It, on a fund- fundamental level, it's similar to stealth. I think it's a little bit of a hard sell. I remember the um, lead designer of... I'm going to forget the gentleman's name, so apologies. Um, the lead designer of Resident Evil 7. Um, so, I mean, they were talking about Village, which is another recent example, not in the least bit scary. Um, 
and he said, you know, uh, Resident Evil 7 was a, you know, a success, of course. Um, however, th- you know, there was a lot of feedback that we got from fans um, saying that it was too scary, say- saying that they didn't finish it for that reason. And I remember very similar, well, it's similar in a certain way, um, IO Interactive talking about Hitman, uh, you know, of course, one of the one of the big successful stealth games, and saying something similar. You know, they say, well, you know, we, 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 uh, we know that most of our players play about 30% of each new Hitman game um, and then they sort of bounce off it you know so we're and that's why so their approach was well what if we give them only five or six maps but we encourage them to play them over and over again and and that worked for Hitman um, but uh, yeah but sadly uh, there isn't really a solution with horror well the solution is well we're just really going to make it much less scary and if that means airing toward action so be it you know and that's most of the time, that's what happens. If you look at Callisto, or if you look at uh, I think that, certainly I think that, Re- Resident Evil Village, you know. I think that's interesting with Callisto in particular, though, because I feel like if that was the intention behind it, not to get mm. too sidetracked here, because it sounds like no, 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 no this is go really for good. It. But, yeah, um, yeah. but the weird thing about Callisto is that it wasn't marketed that way. <laughs> so if it was mm. intention was to get players in by making mm-hmm. it a less sort of scary game, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they didn't market it to be more of an action game. Because sure. I think a lot of people were surprised when it came out and it had this sort of like melee beat em up mm. combat system and no one really yeah. knew about it until the reviews came out so yeah I, I i it's hard to tell how much intent is there mm-hmm. and because they they seem to be marketing it based on this is actually a very scary horror game so yeah whether they yeah. just sort of the intent was there to make it less scary for that or whether it just was sort of like a failure to make it scary? It could, it could well be a failure to um, to actually make it scary or it could well be, you know, we'll market it as a horror game but we also know that tastes have changed and the, yeah. you know, the people the people that buy horror, uh, they think they want it but actually if we really give it to them they will, we know that our data says they will bounce off it after yeah. a certain number of hours That's and actually we want them to... It could, it could be that or, as you point out, I mean, it could be, uh, you know... I lost the touch. I, you know, maybe I, I, I always, you always hate to do that with creative people, but some creative people do lose the touch sometimes. You sort of think, I hope that Glenn Schofield hasn't lost the touch. I hope he still knows how to scare people. In fact, I'm sure he does. There, there are little flickers in Callisto where you think, oh, well, yeah. It's always this. funny, right? Because we, you could, you, he is the man who created Dead Space, right? But he isn't, he wasn't solely responsible for that first no. game, and he might not no. have been the man who made was, it as um, tense as it was. Like it was. Um, it's it's a big team that makes it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. In and fact, actually, it's Michael Condry. Perhaps is more. I mean, as, as sort of lead designer of Dead Space, but 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 who wasn't on Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Um, actually, could be more responsible for a lot of its minute to minute sort of tenseness. But, yeah, so, which is so weird, anyway. right? Because you don't. Yeah, when you get these sort of like auteur ones, or you're like, oh, from the creator of. Da, 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 mm, it, mm. It's always hard to tell how much because no one makes a big game like that solely by themselves. And like, absolutely, there's, e- there's even yeah. the classic story, right? That Callisto. Because Callisto set on like a prison, da, 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 and like that was the pitch for the original Dead Space from mm-hmm. Glenn, and it was yeah, me- yeah. it was members of the team who were like, "Well, actually, should we do this more like an yeah. alien sort of like?" So yeah, it's yeah, and it's I think big- it depends also what sort of um, uh, sort of lead creative it is, because there are some lead creatives where you sort of think. Um, very 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 much to do with gameplay and there are other lead creatives where you think oh well that's sort of creative who's very much about the world yeah. and the atmosphere and perhaps Schofield falls in you know there's there are others of course there are you know Sp- people sp- like speaking you know, of um a signalis was made by like two people right like so this yeah. is a, this is yeah. sort of like a bit more of an auteur 
horror it, well, in that sense. Yeah, if, if, if truly indie. Yeah, it's Rose Engine, who's the developer, developer of two people, which is kind of funny because you know that 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 is the sort of premise of the game. You have the replica and you have the Gestalt. You have this sort of pairs of workers. So it's a nice little sort of symmetry with the fact that it was made by a two-person team. So yeah, the first and, and most important thing uh, is that it is actually scary. It's it's panicky. You know, you go down a corridor and and something's in that corridor and they make quite disturbing noises and they come at you at some speed and you're going to have to deal with them and that is a sort of it's nice to feel that old panic again you know it's nice to kind of (laughs) get that oh man yeah they're actually making me think like do i have enough ammo you know what is my strategy for this corridor because i can't just bodge my way through like i can most days these days um and that's just it's the old reminder of the old fear and that's wonderful stuff uh, but the other thing is that it also is true to survival horror mechanics which is very nice because survival horror mechanics they, they, you know they're interesting mechanics they are they are puzzle mechanics at the heart of them they are puzzles under pressure that's what that genre did so well i mean I mean, something like Resident Evil 4, you know, it really kind of overtly drove home the fact that, you know, there's a kind of Tetris element to inventory management and, you know, it really kind of teased that out and the idea of, well, I'm looking for, you know, for a fuse, you know, to to put in this thing, but there's three enemies in the way and I don't know if I can get through all of them without such and such a thing. So it's very, very good. It's sort of thinking under pressure. Um, And sometimes I guess it takes an act of sort of overt homage to the, you know, to the old, to the old games to kind of get those mechanics back. And of course, a developer that's sort of singularly focused on doing that, um, and then the, and then the other thing is it's in a, it's it's got a very very cool aesthetic. So I'd recommend uh, if you like those, um, you know those like uh, PlayStation One like D makes that people do of um, of like things like Bioshock or yes, Elden Ring. Yeah. You'll sort of see those funny videos. And I love those. They, I get a real kick out of those. Um, it's it's a little bit like that. It's got a kind of polygonal look to it. Very very stylized. Um, which sort of invokes those kind of sharp polygons of, of you know of the PS One, or you'll zoom in to a fuse box because it's part of a puzzle, let's say, and the graphics on the fuse box will be um, the sort of ever so slightly waxy CGI, like the pre-rendered the, stuff, sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah, in a really lovely way, and you sort of, you think, oh, that's, and of course it's you know it's it's style, and but style's very very important, and it does have the substance to back it up. Um, you might bulk at it, you know. Fundamentally, it doesn't it doesn't move anything forwards, but um, the, you know the, the the way that the genre has moved forwards might displease you. So something like Signalis is a lovely little reminder that you know these things never stopped working. Yeah, um, it's, it's <laughs> we we sort of we we moved past them, uh, but sometimes that's not a great thing. Well, it's funny because this is this is not the first PS One style Resident Evil esque horror game to come out. Like, there's been plenty that people have sort of tried to recreate that feel of like PS One survival mm. horror, and most mm. haven't succeeded. Most you see people get excited for. There's a hype mm. around it. It comes out and it's like a six out of ten. And this is the first mm. one that has come out and has, seems to have like not even just met but exceeded expectations for mm. for it. So I mean, I, I've, mm. I'm not the biggest horror person. I, I do love horror games, but I'm also a big scaredy cat, so I do struggle. But I do. I've got this. Um, I've got this downloaded on on Game Pass. 
because it, yeah, I've I've heard so much about it, and you included it in that that list, and I went, you know what? Yeah. If I can get easy access to this, I can do it. Um, oh, it's a cracker! Yeah, if, yeah. You've, if you've got Game Pass, absolutely, um, you know, get it going, dive in, uh, it, because it's per- it's perfect for that. You can see if you get hooked on it. Um, I'll be interested to know um, if you gel with it. We'll 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 touch on that next week. Uh, perhaps if you get time. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we got to talk some news, uh, although there isn't uh, that much. So I'm going to try and make the news there is sound incredibly exciting. <laughs> uh, but ha- have a jingle. Uh oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh oh. Little holes in the top. 100%. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know the stick. 100%. Wow. You don't sweat. You smell great, as evidenced today. Mm. Uh oh. 100%. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. News is happening, sort of, not really. Um, <laughs> it's uh, well, it's that peri- it's that dry spell, isn't it? It's um, oh yeah, all the, everyone's news... off for Christmas. All the PR people are off for Christmas. Yeah, the, the PR people have earned themselves a good break. Everyone's um, everyone's eating some lovely food. Uh, there have been. Well, I'll go through some of the exciting uh, announcements. They're not really announcements. They're announcements of possible announcements. Um, the first of which is uh, Gen Design, formerly Team Ico, uh, makers of The Last Guardian, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, they, it's a little Happy New Year thing to everyone, um, which is nice of them. Uh, and they said, uh, quote, uh, this is on, posted to Twitter, and they said, we are making, uh, we are working hard to make this a great year for you, so please look forward to it. Uh, this would, 2023 will, uh, quote, finally be a year with lots to talk about, uh, which is quite nice. It We don't have much. We so There's, I think, a couple of pieces of concept art. Yeah, there was, there was um, a very, very small sort of like... One or two images, but not much more than that. Yes, and there was one with a person that was standing on a big landscape, which, would, which looked very nice. Which was where it looked looked a bit like Shadow of the Colossus, to be honest, which was never a bad thing. Um, and so we don't have much to go on. We know that they're working with Epic Games on that uh, Epic Games publishing label, um, who are it, it was an, I think it was announced in something like twenty twenty one actually, but um, that they. I think it's called Epic Games Publishing. They're doing uh, something from Remedy, something from uh, Play Dead, and people that did Inside and Limbo, and something from Gen Design. So it looks like an interesting. And it was it was the, the whole thing was um, oh you know the 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 studios get to keep a hundred percent of the IP uh, and we'll give them like we'll, we'll cover up to a hundred percent of development costs and all that sort of thing. So so that'll that'll perhaps yield some fruit this year as well. Yeah, that'd be nice. Apart from anything else, I want to know what Playdead are doing because Limbo and Insight. I mean, that that that's pretty much a hundred percent track record for that studio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I've played Limbo. I still haven't got around to Inside yet. I've got it downloaded mm. on like three different consoles because it keeps getting <laughs> on. It keeps going on sale to like ninety nine p on basically yeah. everything, which is mad for a game that reviewed that well. <laughs> so, but so I've bought it. I've spent like three quid to buy it on like three different consoles so that I've always got access to it because I like I need to play it and I still. Haven't I think got I to have it. as well. I think I've got it. Uh, yeah, I paid like seventy p for it on to get it on Steam Deck, and I think I have it on PS4 and on Xbox as well. I don't know how or why, but it's. Did I get it on Switch as well? I mean, that's where I, I got it for like ninety nine p. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think I did. I think I bought that and Limbo on Switch for some reason. Oh dear. Anyway, 
Um, so yeah, I look forward to that. I'm, I'm always looking forward to see what that studio does. I'm intrigued. Um, similarly, Konami says that some uh, uh, some 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 games that we don't know about are on the way. Um, it also did a, a sort of little New Year you know message, um, which was published on uh, on Famitsu. And they, get, they said that there would be. Uh, they said, "Happy New Year to all to all game fans. Uh, thank you very much for enjoying many of Konami's games last year. Uh, this year is the year of the rabbit, and we are planning new games for well-known series uh, with the aim of making even greater strides. Uh, in addition, new projects that we have yet to announce to you are also deeply and quietly underway." Uh, please look forward to Konami's future announcements. So who bloody knows what that means? All the Silent Hill things have been unveiled. Maybe Castle, the Metal Gear things. Are... Castlevania. <laughs> I'd I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd absolutely kill for some Castlevania. Like that'd be that would be nice. Do a do that a, would be nice. Do a sort of like a Samus Returns Metroid Dread thing. Just like port it out to a studio who will make like a high quality side scrolling mm. like Castlevania. I think that's that. I'd like yeah. that. In fact, it was the Metroid Dread people, well, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what, what it was. Mercury Steam, wasn't it? Mercury did, um, Steam, yeah. Lords of Mirror, Shadow 2. And, and Mirror, Mirror of Fate, Fate on the 3DS. They did yeah. all three of those, didn't they? Lords of Shadow, Lords of Shadow 2, and Mirror of Fate. I think um, so, yeah. Although Kojima Productions, I think, co-developed the first one. Um, did they really? Lords of Shadow. Yeah, I did not know it was that. One of, one of those, I think so, yeah. Or at least Kojima was quite involved with that somehow. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Atlas as well. Everyone's everyone's teasing things, but not really, you know, saying much. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just giving you the happy New Year's from various uh, various game studios. This one, this one from Atlas. Uh, thank you very much for your support for the remastered versions of uh, Persona Four U Two. I can't remember what that is. What's P Four U to Persona Four Ultimate Edition? I don't Ultimate know. Is, is that is that what it's called in Japan? Is this from Famitsu, Famitsu it, again? It it might because that might be what uh, Golden well, is. Yeah, I think it's probably probably is. Uh, and then the, yeah, they, they said uh, Soul Hackers Two and Persona Five The Royal uh, in 2023. We will start with the release of P3P and P4G remaster. So maybe P4U2 oh. isn't Oh, that, it's, the old, it's the dance one, isn't it? What, Dancing All Night? No, well, no, but it's not that for... Or mm. Oh, my God. It's just, so, sorry, Persona fans, if you're annoyed there is a spin right off. now. There is a spin-off <laughs> that came out this year. I can't remember what it is. Brilliant. Uh, uh, anyway, and we are also preparing several unannounced new titles. Please look forward to it. So I'm sure producer Dan will be looking forward oh, to that. Oh, yeah, I was going to say producer Dan. <laughs> He's probably annoyed with us right now that we can't remember. It's Are- Arena Ultimax. It's the fighting game. It's the Persona 4 oh, fighting game. Oh, yeah. A two as well. There's a two on the end of it as well. So there was already a one. Yeah. It's P4U2. So this yeah, must yeah, be the yeah. second one. Oh, well, good stuff. Um, Oh, this, according according to a, a report from uh, Windows Central, uh, from their anonymous sources corroborating various rumours, uh, apparently Redfall is coming out in May this year. So, you know, after the first <laughs> chance. Are you excited for Redfall? I I wouldn't be if there wasn't a like, decent chance that the four of us will end up playing it mm. together. Because mm. it's, mm. it's going to be on Game Pass, right? Because it's yeah. Xbox and stuff yeah. like that. So it's arcane. Yeah, Leon so I imagine we'll end up do, having like two or three weeks where we'll have like a session of it once a week. 
yeah. and we'll have a good time with it and then it'll completely leave our minds just like Back for Blood or <laughs> World War Z <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it's good because their whole thing at, at Arcane, they, they, they've really been, I think in the last sort of round of trailers and stuff for Redfall, they they were sort of trying to really push the oh it like definitely is for like single player as well though like they had <laughs> they had like a trailer that was about I, the story mode I and don't, I'm like yeah I don't is trust it, that though? for a second like no. I don't think you can design something with four people in mind like as the main thing and it still be as good in single player yeah. it doesn't mean it won't be good in single player. Well, it's but, like Back for Blood, isn't it? Like it, I remember Rich complaining that like the scaling was a bit weird. Yeah. Like you could play Back for Blood on your own, but it was like really, really tough to well, play on your own. I think Gotham Knights was the other one for me that like that that is designed for two player and like mm. it can be played in single player and it's still a good time. But so many of the fundamental design decisions are made to make two player work, and it's like mm. well, if you strip that out entirely, you could have made a better game because. You could have paced everything a lot better. You could have worked out the RPG side of it more better or taken it away. But, like, because it was made to be replayed with two players, like, once you're done with stuff, it Mm. changes the entire vibe of that game. And, yeah, I think that was the one that I had the most hope for in terms of, like, a co-op game coming out and being playable in single player. Because I found that disappointing. I'm now, like, I don't trust anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try it out. But, like, that was the one that made the most sense. And it had so many weird design decisions purely based on the fact that it was a two-player game that I'm like... I um, am... For me, uh, I found Redfall is one of those ones where I'm happy because I love that studio. um, And... Well, no, I don't. No, I like that studio. (laughs) That studio's bloody good stuff. I don't... In truth... I don't love them. I know. Sorry, I, okay. I, 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 Sorry. Yeah. Well, we no, we, to I, break I, it to you this harshly, I mean. I, I know. You must be devastated uh, listening in. But I did like Deathloop. I did, uh, but again, uh, people went absolutely nutty for it. I thought it was good, fun. Uh, similarly, Dishonored. No, people, you know, sort of say, oh, Dishonored 2 is an absolute masterpiece. And I like it. I think it's good. It's good. I, I, I like them. Um, but I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't love, love them. Um, but anyway, it's another thing of vampires, but always in a genre that slightly annoys me. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, it's, it's like, I'm loving vampires. Brilliant. But the closest thing that we've ever had to, like, the right genre for a vampire game is Infamous Festival of Blood. <laughs> it's like, let me fly around, give it an open world... And let me kill people like a bastard. It's really not that tough. It's just Spider-Man, but I can fly. Please, yeah. please, somebody do that. It, I, it's, I hope that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is going to do that. Because, although now it's probably going to be really RPG heavy as well. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just... Uh, it just seems tough to f- maybe, maybe people don't dig vampires as much as well, I do but you, yeah you still, need, you still need to play Evil West which is just punching a load of vampires forever I will get on that no I will get on that I want to be the vampire though you know I want to be a cheeky little Dracula fella causing mischief <laughs> that's what that's my dream um, Neil Druckmann's talking a load of stuff uh, load of people talking a load of stuff about The Last of Us HBO yeah um, the marketing cycle is winding like getting faster isn't it speeding up yeah yeah an interview with the uh the new yorker Druckmann said that uh that he thinks that the uh, the last of us uh 
uh, TV show. It's just called The Last of Us, isn't it? It's not called. Yeah. It's not called. El- yeah. Frustratingly, because it means that like when you're talking about it, write headlines for it. <laughs> you've always got to put in like HBO the Last series. Of us, HBO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, so it's gonna quote put that video game curse to bed. Uh, and then so, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> have we not had like a ton of like I know we've had some bad adaptations in recent years, but I feel like it's been better than it ever. Sorry, I've gotten in really quickly. No, here. we're in a we're in a good we're in a good uh, we're in a good spot. I think yeah. generally, I mean, people praise unless he wants to add some qualifiers to that and go. It's going to put that video game mainstream mid to high budget and probably live action curse to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just add a load of little cheeky qualifiers. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like a load of people are praised that I didn't watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, oh, that's I supposed to be great. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I actually did watch, um, I think, two or three, or two, definitely two seasons of Castlevania. Yeah. I it was cracking. I watched stuff two that. seasons of that. I thought it was really Got, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a lot of stuff right i felt um and i appreciate you know these are sort of animations and tv series but you know i think i think say the cur- the curse has been if not broken then the curse has been sort of battered for <laughs> by a few good things i think yeah but that, anyway. that, um, that league of legends one is supposed to be one of like the best animated series to come out the last couple of years like, i need to watch that arc is it arcane a League of Legends oh, thing. Yeah, That's supposed oh, to be okay. brilliant from like a... And because a, a lot of people who watched it don't know anything about League of Legends and they said it's great. So like, mm. there's plenty of good stuff out there. If this is a good... I mean, did you watch the Halo one? I did not. I heard it was all right, though. I heard mixed things. It feels like... Yeah. But again, like I, a lot of people really liked it. And it's like, well... Yeah. I almost bought that in CEX, you know. I saw the Blu-ray of it on in uh, CEX in Bedford. I didn't know. I, I refrained at the last moment. But I did think to myself, I ought to watch that Halo thing. I, I sort of fancy that. And you can't get it on streaming over here, can you? Yet. Uh, no, I think Paramount Plus... it's like a Paramount thing. I think that is out, that? Yeah, I think that is out over here. But, like, absolutely f- fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not getting another streaming service. And, like, I feel like Paramount is one of those ones where it's like... Is that like Star Trek and yeah? Uh, I, d- I don't know. Well, like that's basically it, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like I feel like maybe America's better suited for all the streaming stuff, just because there's so many people. But I really struggle to see how some of these streaming services are going to survive over here because, like, I've got like Netflix, Amazon, and Disney, and I don't plan on adding a single thing to this. So every no. new one that comes out after this, I'm just like, I'll live without. I'll, it's going to be one of those things where I think people are. It's I've, I can't remember if it listen is if I've said this before and it's boring. I apologise, but it's just going to come full circle and just look like TV again. Yeah, I mean that's that's but you know that everyone was set free in like 2012 or whatever. Netflix was big time and the whole thing was oh it uses the internet and also it's got loads of stuff from loads of different channels in one place and gradually exclusive content shows that people really want to watch it's just going to come full circle and it's going to be like oh actually if you squint it just sort of looks like tv again i gotta get this channel i gotta get that channel oh i'm spending like 60 quid a month again oh yeah Yeah. okay well we we had a nice revolution for like eight years and then it sort of they knock tv out the networks are gone uh oh but they sort of operate the same now (laughs) the revolution the revolution has been monetized exactly exactly um but yeah, Craig Mazine, who's the showrunner of The Last of Us, also made some controversial comments, no doubt, to drum up some uh, some 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 fieriness in the in the wake of the show. At least he said it's quote not the highest bar in the world um, to making a video game adaptation. Um, 
and he said he also said that some games, and he particularly name dropped Assassin's Creed, have impenetrable storylines, um, which I do uh, sort of sympathise with him uh, when it comes to Assassin's Creed. Fair enough. Uh, although the fans, of course, would be angry at you for saying that. Well, um, yeah, I mean, there's something about saying that a storyline is impenetrable, right? When there is like an entire fan base that has yeah. played all the games. Like, of course, I, there's this the oh, sorry words the story of like <laughs> tons of stuff is impenetrable unless you watch it like tv series and like if you've not watched supernatural that storyline is impenetrable as well <laughs> you know oh, what absolutely. I mean? so absolutely. like that's not yeah. an, that's not a video game exclusive problem that's a problem no. of any series that's run for a long enough time that it's had multiple writers and reboots yeah. and anything like that <laughs> so, some are some are more penetrable than others but generally it's not a video game ex- exclusive problem um I suppose he didn't say that it was a video game exclusive problem, but he's sort of saying, you know, some of them do. Uh, and then he and he also uh, was a little bit silly and made some some sort of comments about, uh, oh, you know, people die in a video game; it's just polygons, and then you can you can retry, and everyone's alive again. And people were like, well, if you rewind a TV show, everyone's alive again as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, I, sim- um, I sympathise with that point the most, if anything, because there is there is an element of like, but that's that's mostly because like when I, if I play like a story based game and I die in it, I I do get pulled out of it a little bit. Like if you haven't died for ages and it's very like forward momentum and then you die, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, but it's that's not weird. as though when you die, I would argue it's probably very very rare in uh, sort of story driven games uh, when sort of major characters die. I, often, well, it depends if they die in a cutscene or if they die during during gameplay. I, but you know, it's rare that there would be a checkpoint that would be sufficient so that major character deaths would be undone. With no. <laughs> it's it's moment to moment, sure. Um, and I and I sympathise. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess your giant. your major character death is the big one, though, right? <laughs> like, if you're playing as Joel and he dies like <laughs> you know twenty seven times yeah, without over the much of the game. Yeah. dramatic impact. Yeah, he yeah. gets his neck chewed on. By I always one. I always found uh, when Pac Man. And folded back on himself. They really, it really pulled me out of the immersion of the pulled game. Pulled you, you out know? of the fiction. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it was tough to go back. Uh, <laughs> tough to go back. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I, you know, HBO is another one of those ones where I, I think it's part of like Now TV. I actually had Now TV. It was brilliant for a little while. I had Now, um, but that was only because if you every time you said that you were going to leave Now TV, they'd half the price. Yeah, they gave me a load of... They did even better than that. They gave me like a month for a quid and yeah. they let me have a free week and all this sort of stuff. I actually... And do you know what? I, I got it from a McFlurry. I, there was a, a sort of free thing on a McFlurry and it said, yeah. oh, you know, the Monopoly things yeah, on, yeah. on McDonald's. I got six months of Now TV for, for, for free anyway. So I don't think I ever paid for Now TV. No, but it was really good while I had it. I had I had it for a while where they had... Um, I had it for like f- four quid a month rather than like yeah. what it usually is. And mm. it was, um, but it was it was four quid a month um, until the year twenty ninety nine, and I, <laughs> but it, and it worked because it stopped me from unsubscribing because I was like, might not get that deal again, and I've got it locked in now for, <laughs> forever. Like that will do me with inflation if in like yeah. a few years time. But eventually, like towards the end of last year, when you know, like heating bills and stuff like that, I was yeah. like, well, you know what? I'm not watching it. I'm, I'm just... It. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, we used it for House of the Dragon when Rhiannon was watching that. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. I'm like, I'm cutting it loose until the cutting next season. Cutting it after yeah. that. 
they get you with the packages on that one anyway. It's not like you just have now TV. It's like, oh, uh, well, you've got the entertainment yeah. one, so well, do that'll you, do you. Do you want to pay you, an but... extra four quid a month for the boost, which gives it to you in HD? Yeah, not even 4K. Bullshit. Not even 4K no. HD. No, it's just HD. Yeah, it's really bonkers. And then for me, obviously, it's like, well, it's another. We'll have another few quid off you if you want the movies and the movie channels are great so I did do that but yeah, yeah. it's anyway, good for new they, stuff they got, they got me yeah for sure uh, and last but not least uh, the, the saga of Yuji Naka uh, continues he's now been uh, indicted uh, for insider trading which was of course following the story from a few weeks ago now uh, last month last year in fact this feels made uh, up I know it's not but it feels like a made up story it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, so- I know. Sonic yeah, it's, creator, it's surreal. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. So the prosecutors uh, have alleged that um, uh, Naka and uh, Sasuke—that's um, both fairly high up in in Square Enix. Obviously, Yuji Naka, most famous for Sonic the Hedgehog, um, but also yeah. also some other stuff. He might be most famous uh, for Balan Wonderland now. Balan Wonderland, Wonderworld, Wonderland. Balan- yeah. Wait, which one? Which one's Alice? Alice in Alice Alice in Wonderland. Okay, then it's Balan Wonderworld. Then yeah, you're right. You are right. Oh, they really missed the trick. It should be Wonderland. Balan Won- Wonderland. Well, Balan Wonderworld. It is world, isn't it? Yeah, it is world. It is, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. No. It sh- no, I know. And that's well, the one thing it, that's it wrong with that game. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If only they'd got that. <laughs> yeah. I, but when you said it, it sounded spot on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is Wonderland. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, so they both 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 uh, invested uh, a large sum of money, one hundred and forty four point seven million yen, uh, in a in a mobile uh, studio, a mobile developer, uh, and the prosecutors at the NHK, uh, the Tokyo District Police Prosecutor's Office, um, have said that uh, neither Naka nor Sasuke would have uh, would have invested that money uh, if they didn't know that Square Enix was going to announce uh, a partnership with that studio on a Dragon Quest mobile game. Um, so they've they've apparently the prosecutor's office has determined that Naka had confidential information. Um, oh no, sorry, sorry, Final Fantasy. It's a Final Fantasy spell. Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Is and that I the weird Battle Royale was- game? Yeah, I think so, yeah. With mobile developer A-Team Entertainment. I thought there was a Dragon Quest element to all this. Perhaps there was a couple of studios. Um, but either way, uh, so he's been he's been formally indicted now. Um, so, But we don't yet know if it's if it, if if it's going to go to trial and if it does, you know, what will then happen. But we'll sort of keep you updated. But yeah, I agree. It's a very straight... It, the, the headline, they feel surreal. They yeah. feel weird when you sort of say them. It's like, oh, Christ, you know. It's like something from Wall Street or something. But... Um, Anyway, there you go. It's about that time uh, for us to get quizzical. Um, so I'm going to play a jingle and we're going to jump in. You are back once again as the Doomslayer. Yeah. He's got redesigned armour. Yeah. It's still green. So you've got your arm blade. Get stabby. You've got, like, your rocket launcher. I like it. Um, you've got a flamethrower cannon thing. <laughs> you've got your super shotguns meat oak. Yeah. You've got your blood punch. It's just like a big swing punch. Then you've got the... Oh, spout armor, spout health, spout armor, spout ammo. Is it hell? Killing demons. Is it heaven? Damage? Demons. Horrible demons. Doom, 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 doom. It's that time of the week. It's that time of the quiz. It's, a, it's not that time of the quiz. It's time for the quiz. It's that time of the pod. It's that time of the year as well. The first one of the year. 
it's time for boss fight. Um, we're joined by producer Dan. Hello, producer Dan. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. How are mm. you, Josh? I'm not too bad. I woke up with random neck pain. So that's... Okay. You know, I'm working with that today for no reason. So I feel cheated. You know, you sort is, is of start the day. You're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, Josh. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Yeah, <laughs> I am, and it's Lovely. and it's resulted in neck pain. So you know, but yes. either that or you moonlight as Santa Claus, and that sack of your shoulder has it's, just been yeah. giving you grief. And you know, crushing myself down chimneys and stuff. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but this is exciting because uh, it's two one at the minute in the quiz we've got this week between the uh, with the Dan and Matt rivalry and then we've got have we got next week as well we have haven't we yeah I believe yeah, so yeah we have yeah right excellent, um, excellent. and the rivalry is so. more important than ever now because uh, <laughs> I do I do notice that Dan you know didn't ask how I was I was having a oh, oh no, no. no like, and, then, <laughs> and then just no, moved no. on we, uh, we like so. if you would have turned up on time to record this, I would have asked you. Uh, if you wouldn't have started, like, have you been the cracking recording? the whip so much? <laughs> it's Rich's fault. Excellent. Just blame Rich. Yeah, the rivalry is real. Uh, Rich, you're to blame for this one. I'm afraid. If you're listening, you're probably not listening though. So what we um, want as a bit of a narrative is Matt to win this week, and it all goes down to deciding next week. And it right? all comes down yeah, to next week. Yeah, so that's my I, excuse. I'm not, I'm not the best feeling about it. <laughs> yeah, well, Dan, it. if Dan loses, it's because he threw it for the sake yeah, of drama. Exactly. Next it's all week, the k- so. kayfabe, isn't it? Oh, it's all about go. the content, right? Yes. Uh, you know the rules. You have to guess the business, the organization, the setup, the structure. The foundation, the institution, the group, the hierarchy, or the team uh, from a game of my choosing. I will personify that boss fight. I will give you the clues. You say stop, I say your name, and you may go down in history. Clue number one. I was established in 1966 after the dissolution of a similar previous outfit, and I was eventually disbanded in 1977. It's only 11 years, thanks to government legislation. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, Mm. wow. Yeah, a bit of a mouthful for clue number one. Clue number two. (coughs) My (laughs) members have lots of different skills. I like coughing strategically, because then you sort of think, oh, maybe coughing is part of the clue. And if I read that clue out again, I might cough in the same place. Uh, My members have different skills, including... Uh, high-tech gadgetry, uh, brain power as well, and <laughs> even uh, supernatural abilities. Stop. Stop. Uh, oh, wow, ooh, that was on a razor's ooh. edge. I think I slightly heard uh, I'm, Matt I'm, first. Yeah, I'll give it Matt. Um, Just because if yeah, he Matt- gets it wrong, I can follow it. Up <laughs> <with> it <before laughs> you can, yeah, <laughs> you can, can really. Matt Lorigan. Um, is did you say sorry? Have you said my name? I have said your name, sir. Yes. Okay. Is it the Psychonauts from Psychonauts? Incorrect. Stop. Ah. Producer Dan. And I don't know whether the dates are work. This I don't care, but it, it fits with the second one. Is it the X Men from Marvel's Midnight Suns? Incorrect. Ooh, that's a good little <clears throat> guess. I like that. Clue. Number three. I have also appeared in a film and a television series. Though in the latter, I had a different name. 
Hmm. Yeah. Wait. Clue number four. I am based primarily in New York, but operations have led my members further afield, most notably to Vietnam. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't... I realise that I've chosen something. Yeah, no, ignore me. Do it, do it, Matt. Come on. No, no. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <clears throat> Man up. <clears throat> uh, clue number six. Uh, clue number five, sorry. Uh, the game I was in uh, did not review well. Uh, and it was the last game from my developer, a Danish studio that went out of business that same year. I know. We don't I know what yet, the, do we, right? I know what the franchise is. I know what the franchise is, but I don't know. I I didn't know there was a video game of it. <laughs> this is very annoying. <laughs> and clue number six: <clears throat> my first appearance in a video game was in two thousand and nine, and I was released on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. Although. I did then get a disced release with both parts. Stop. Producer Dan. Is it The Watchmen from The Watchmen The End Is Nigh? Part 1 oh, and Part 2? And this week's winner That's so annoying. Producer Dan, yes. How I would did have you know also, what that game was? I've never heard of it. Uh, because, like, obviously, like our database on the Xbox side is just mental. And I always just found it odd that it was just a part one and a part two. And it was not a good game. <laughs> and also, you know, the complete edition, I think, uh, released on disc as well. With, I think, the director's cut of the film. Uh, I would have also uh, accepted the Crime Busters. Because that is one of those weird things where, even though it's called Watchmen... It's, they're the not group, the Watchmen, right? They're not the Watchmen. Except, uh, in Zack Schneider's film, and... The game, which is a prequel to the film, uh, in which they are called the Watchmen, but in the original comic uh, and in the TV series, which is faithful to the original comic, they are the Crime Busters. But yes, my first and only appearance in a video game was in 2009. Technically, that, is that the, true though, right? Because there's part one and a part two. Isn't that two games? Well, it was released as one game when it was released on disc, um, and I suppose it's a bit of an odd one with uh, th- they were released months apart as well so it's sort of like an episodic thing um, okay but when enough. it was released it was very like the walking um, dead season one but just yeah, yeah exactly yeah sort of <clears throat> it was like july and no may and september or, or august or something not sure uh, why but, i'm picking it apart though i should just <laughs> no, 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 I, I was <laughs> i did appreciate that to a certain extent you're I right work out what point you're making but i'm like it sounds like it's against himself so. yes <laughs> keep stay picking quiet. yeah <laughs> Disqualify me. <laughs> My first Prince of Video Game, uh, 2009, Watchmen, the night, uh, was established in 1966 after the dissolution of a similar previous outfit, that I'm referring, of course, to the Minutemen, uh, and was eventually disbanded in 1977 thanks to government legislation that would be the Keen Act, which outlawed masked costumed vigilantes. Uh, clue number three, my members have lots of different skills, including the use of high-tech gadgets, uh, including night owls, night vision goggles, and the grappling gun. 
uh, wielded by Night Owl and Rorschach in Watchmen the Year Does Nigh. Brain power and, of course, supernatural abilities. I'm referring to Dr. Manhattan. I've also appeared in a film... And a television series, though in the latter, I had a different name, as I uh, as I elaborated on earlier. Based primarily in New York, but operations have led my members further afield, most notably to Vietnam. I'm referring to Richard Nixon uh, serving a third term and asking Dr. Manhattan to intervene with America's war uh, in Vietnam. And clue number six, uh, the game I was in did not review well. Uh, and it was, in fact, the last game from my developer. Uh, that developer went out of business <clears throat> uh, immediately after part two of, uh, of of Watchmen was released. Who was the uh, developer? It, uh, it was De- small, Deadline Games. Yeah, a small oh, Danish it? studio called yeah. Deadline Games. Yeah. I only know that Dan because I've looked up Watchmen: The End Is Nigh on uh, XboxAchievements.com, and every single news story about it is written by you, which is why it's somewhere in the recesses of your mind. Exactly, <laughs> like it's just locked because, away. Yeah, so just just for my peace of mind, Josh, you, I guess you wouldn't accept any name for the game other than Watchmen: The End Is Nigh. Uh, yeah, well, that's the one I wrote down. Yeah, so, yeah if I'd been yeah. like, if I'd been like the Watchmen from Watchmen, the Watchmen video game, <laughs> because there is only one. If I'd said that, you would have said no, right? Like, I just need uh, to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. That's when yeah, I said yeah. stop. I said stop when I realised I had the answer, which I did. And then yeah, I went. Yeah. That's why I said stop. And then went. Oh wait, no, I don't know what the game is called. Yeah, no. Ordinarily, I, I yeah, I, I had a little bit of leeway on if you wanted to go for Watchmen, the Watchmen, the yeah. Crime Busters. If you had some real nerd knowledge on the fr- on the <clears> first <throat> bit, but it's the game, isn't it, that you're always a, a stickler on? <laughs> Not yeah. always, as that one person pointed out. Although I can't remember the particular example no, he pointed point. to, which is when Rich was. Um, but yeah, generally, I'm more of a stickler for the yeah. uh, for the thing. Anyway, that's fine. I, 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 I knew I was score, never going to get that. That's, I'm happy enough. I just want to try the score is 3 1 to Dan. So I want to the... send him back into Rich's arms just as like a broken <laughs> shell of a man. <laughs> no, I'm, so really happy. The... I'm fine with that. If I, don't, if I knew I was never going to get it, I'm more frustrated when I, uh, yeah. when I know it and when I know the game name and someone else gets it before me. I'll be completely We could honest, salvage mate. some respectability next week, however. It could be 3 2. We could yeah. end on a close one or we could end on a mad uh, 4 1 crush. I don't think or I'd have got that a double pointer. unless you would have said part one. <laughs> on po- like I don't think I would have. So thanks mm. for that, Josh. I'll slip you the <laughs> twenty quid later. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Straight yeah, to is, the this, is this what you were discussing while I was late? <laughs> no, no. That's oh, what you Dan, get for being answer. late. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to sit through to the last round though, just for you know. <laughs> that should just about do us for the quiz. Uh, well done to producer Dan. We will resume the quiz next week. Uh, in the meantime, it's about that time that we hear from the listeners. So I rang up this pizza place and I fancied some iced cream. And I said to this fellow, I'd like some ice cream, please. I'd like some ice cream, please. And he said, oh, okay, cool, what do you want? And I said, well, what have you got? And he said, well, what do you want? I said, what have you got? Well, what is it you want? Right, that annoyed me anyway. And I said, chocolate. And his response, we don't have any chocolate. Questions, theories, comments and queries, uh, you send them in and we will talk about them probably possibly uh this one from chris plant uh, hi both uh, i've been listening to the pod every week for over a year now uh, and as far as i'm aware uh, we never did hear about train sim <laughs> uh, it was teased for weeks and weeks uh, and just when i thought we'd hear rich's thoughts on it nothing uh, he said train sim isn't even my thing but after hearing about it for so long 
I was invested in it. So my point is, let's hear about Train Sim once and for all. Uh, and then he said, by the way, feel free to take the piss out of me if you've done that already. And somehow I missed it. Well, we haven't done it. No, not that nor, I. Nor are we equipped to do it now, I'm afraid. Unless, Matt, you've gone off and played... Tra- is it Train Sim World was the most recent um, Train Sim? Yeah, Train Sim World 3, isn't it? The, the, the 3. The most Train recent Sim World. One. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, what I will say is that they released... <laughs> no, because I wrote some news about this. They released a very cool Christmas DLC... Oh, yeah. Because I think you're like this, Josh, because the only thing that interested me in it at Is all, it the train from the Coca-Cola advert? No, but you play... You, oh. you, it's a it's a train going around a, a living room. It's a toy It's a toy train set. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. It's going around like a Christmas living room and stuff like that. And you've got a... There's Ooh. like a... There's like a elf on the shelf that's like... <laughs> um, that's like committing crimes... Brilliant. I may be misremembering this, but there. If I, it's an elf committing crimes, then we will talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, we'll get. We'll have to wait until uh, Rich Walker is is back, uh, back in the action, um, because I know that he did. He review. I know he played it. No, he he just. I don't think. No, he didn't review it, but he did. He had like a weird thing of like us writing news about it. Not not. Uh, yeah. I like we should write news about things, but there was points when there was like more important news than. <laughs> Train Sim World 3 and Rich would be like have you written the Train Sim World 3 news and Definitely I'd be like right up no, the no I deleted that email as soon as it came in and he'd be like well you gotta get the Train Sim World 3 news up yeah um, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a train simmer yeah. I, I quite like um, but I, like, I am partial I, to that I like that little yeah that little DLC just seemed like a fun thing I saw that and I was like oh that'd be a laugh like you drive the train around like TV towers which is, you know what I mean? Like, they've got little yeah. station names for all the places around Christmas Tree, Rook Central, and all this stuff. But other than that, no, yeah. I know nothing about it. I'm also ignorant. I, I, I like them. I bear them no ill will. Uh, they can, they're quite enthralling, actually. They can be quite, quite fascinating to watch, those games, and indeed to play. Um, but when... Uh, Chris Plant, you just stay tuned, and in a couple of weeks, uh, when we, 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 I'll prod Rich about it, and he can talk about it, because that'll be a laugh. Um, He's not allowed back on until we can talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Also, Chris Plant says, also, one other thing from me. Uh, I remember a few weeks back, you guys were having a back and forth about who would batter whom on Tekken. Uh, I say, let's do it. Live stream. uh, Rich versus Josh, best out of five. Settle this feud once and for all. I can't be the only person who wants to see that. Uh, Thanks for the good work and for making my long commutes to the office, Birmingham to Reading, uh, bearable. Chris Plant, that is a... That is quite a commute. Yeah, that. someone who lives in Reading. I'm like, hey, come mm. see me, Chris. I'm mm. just down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um. Yeah, well, you're welcome, and I'm glad we can alleviate that. And again, I'll talk to Rich. I don't know about this live stream, but, but you know, we'll see. I mean, could you do a live? Yeah, you could, probably could do a live stream. So just, just catch me home. up on this. Who thought they could batter who? I I can't remember, but I'm going to say that Rich was the aggressor. Yeah, because um, I. I I I would worry about fighting Rich because he does actually know martial arts. Oh, I think I think he means in Tekken. Oh, as in like who would yeah. actually? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who about who okay. on Tekken? And then he says, "Let's do it live stream." Yeah, I mean in real life, I wouldn't want to. Sorry, fight I, with, thought, uh, with... I thought I thought <laughs> it was like fight each other. Like if you were if you were characters in Tekken, who would win? <laughs> yeah, no. In in real life, oh. I, I I wouldn't want to pick a fight with a whatever he is, blue belt, black belt. I, he's very good at taekwondo, and he'd probably do a dragon kick on my head. Um, but uh, no, in Tekken, I think I could have him. Um, fair play I, I wouldn't be able to have Eerie I'm terrible at fighting games unless it's Smash Brothers yeah. I'd absolutely 
kick your ass <laughs> on Smash. But other than that, yeah, I found my Smash Brothers on DS the other day. Thought about trading it in, but uh, oh, so, you can't but, get shit for it. But it's also its own little thing. Don't don't get rid of that because it's, it's yeah. Unique. I was sort of actually I was relieved because when I looked at the CEX thing, it was like we'll give you like four quid for it. I was like oh, but then I sort of thought oh well that's nice. I kind of get to keep that. That's a nice yeah. little, a little curio. Um, yes, this one from uh, from 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 Kieran Williams. Uh, it says, uh, hi both. Just wanted to chirp in on, on an email you read out a few weeks ago, as it's a strange coincidence. Uh, he says, since listening to that episode, I've been watching season two of the uh, criminally unsung uh, series Undone on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, this new season has many thematic links to the first Life is Strange. It's about a young woman who discovers she can travel through time. Uh, she tinkers, tinkers with the past uh, in, in, in doing this and has a strong focus on family relationships. Whilst tonally it's very different to Life is Strange, it did make me want to take a trip back to Arcadia Bay, perhaps this time on my Steam Deck. Uh, he says, anyway, he says, loving the weekly dose of quiz banter, snack watch, and video game news and reviews. Every time you miss a week, I panic that you've stopped and grapple with the idea of finding a new podcast. A bit like that episode of King of the Hill where Hank Hill has to find a new barber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reference, that. Uh, many thanks. Keep up the good work, Kieran. Yeah, I was to- toying, because this is bonkers Steam sale. It's like the winter sale on at the minute. And uh, I did see that, that. I forgot that Life is Strange Remastered exists. Um, it just sort of seemed to come out and then... Yeah. No one really talked about it. I mean, not that they would necessarily talk about it. It's just Life is Strange, but in the newer engine from True Colors, it looks very nice. But yeah. I did toy with the idea of getting it on uh, on on Steam Deck because that first game I do quite like. I, th- I think it did um, a big thing for like people, Nintendo players, right? Because it came out on Switch for the first time, and like so, if you don't have other oh, other, other right. consoles, it's like oh yeah. yeah, you got it on Switch. That's great. But mm. I think for everyone else, it was just a bit like. Yeah, I've played Life is Strange. I sort yeah. I can play it again if I want. Like it's all it's all sorted. But um, yeah. But I mean, that's really interesting. I've just looked it up it because Undone looks like it's a uh, another sort of like it's an animated uh, ah. series. It's kind of like a psychological comedy drama, and um, it looks mm. really cool. Actually, I've never heard of it, so I appreciate the shout out because that's a good one to sort of add to. Add to the watch, the watch list. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one from uh, Mark. He says, uh, "Sad." And this is a, this is actually, well, I'll reveal myself here. This this one's from uh, late November, but he says so. He opens with sad news on the passing of Kevin Conroy. Oh yeah, uh, it is sad news. I'm still sad about it now. He says, uh, "Feet of Clay" was. Oh man. He's on about the animated series. I'm loving this. Uh, Feet of Clay was a cracking two-part episode. Oh, uh, involving, fantastic. Involving an actor struggling with disfigurement and turning to crime uh, to pay for his addiction. The addiction being Daggett Industries' experimental clay used to conceal his injuries and impersonate high-profile figures. For many years, I hoped this would be adapted into a kind of Nolan-style reality-based storyline. And then he says, maybe Darkman is too similar as a character. That's a good point. That is a good point, because Darkman did take... Uh, a few bits and pieces from us from the sort of clayface idea. Um, he says we just seem to see the same nemeses reinterpreted over and over. When there are a plethora of interesting characters to choose from, love the podcast, Mark. Yeah, because I, I spoke about. I did I say this on the podcast? My idea for uh, the Batman too. No, well you might have done. I wasn't on it at that point, so and you I don't listen to every week because fair enough. Um, <laughs> did you see the the Batman? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, my idea for the second one 
is because that movie took place in like October and I sort of thought it might be a cool idea to do the second movie in like December so it gets close to a sort of Christmas vibe yeah but uh, the whole city is like half frozen in ice because if you remember the end of the first The Batman the whole city is flooded by like a great wave oh um, okay yeah so I'm like what if there's like a savage like Gotham winter and the whole place is frozen in ice because thematically it would work brilliantly with the penguin because he'd actually be like a sort of actual penguin in a kind of arctic environment lovely um, but then also I'm sure that th- th- it'd be quite a good opportunity to do a much more uh, grounded sort of version of Mr. Freeze. And lo and behold, I I think I did say this on the pod, because then, like, the next day, or a week later or something, Matt Reeves, the director, was asked, because they know that he's doing the... Although, actually, the Batman 2 might be up in the air at the moment, what with all that DC stuff going on. Um, But he said, you know, they they asked him, you know, where can you go from here? And he name-dropped Mr. Freeze as, like, a really interesting villain that he wanted to have a look at. So I thought, oh, man, I wonder if... It'd be great if he did something close yeah. to my idea. But well, yeah, anyway, yeah, he's I right. agree, though. Yeah, the animated series did such a good job. That's, that's why that's why I really miss there being... I'd, I'd love them to sort of... I mean, without Kevin Conroy, it'd be much more difficult now. But I'd, I'd love them to brought back the Batman animated series because it did do such a good job at... Even in quite short episodes, like a two-parter isn't long for you know a cartoon like that. But they managed mm. to really delve into all the all of the uh, the nemesis uh, characters in a much more interesting mm. way, right? And it did give a lot of screen time to smaller characters like Clayface because he's right. That is an amazing two-parter. That one, like, oh it, yeah, 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 it's got it's a lot. Of, I mean, yeah, oh, it's, it's such a it's such a good series. I, I know I enjoyed it when I was a kid. It was only when I rewatched it when I was at uni. Um, when I was sort of like <coughs> bored and I was like no sorry this is actually good like this still stands up really well compared mm. to other Batman cartoons I watched as a kid because I oh god because I also grew up with I don't know if you did as well just like the Batman um, yeah. was on like Cartoon Network and that was like that was more it of a was, cartoon it was okay. yeah it totally it was for, it was for kids yeah. really which and I don't mean that in a denigrating way it's just that with Batman the animated series it, it, yeah I mean I rewatched. Uh, quite a bit of that when kevin conroy died and it was it was very much oh this is this is for adult this is just great writing yeah this is just really good drama but, yeah and but it animated. does it very well really in a really nice. short period of time as well like it does yeah. do the cartoon length of stuff and yeah, that, yeah. that's great writing i think i feel like especially in the age of streaming you were sort of talking about it earlier um i feel like pacing and like fitting things in to fit like a you know like an ad break here or whatever that mm. sort of idea of making writing a good piece of TV that has to fit in a certain length of time has sort of disappeared with the mm. streaming services because you can make... It's like The Last of Us, right? The Last of Us TV series, apparently the first episode is like an hour and 40 minutes long and it's like, well, that's just a film. Blimey. That's the first episode saying that's just a film. Like, I, I mm. sort of miss that thing of them having to be like, okay, we need to make this really tight and 40 minutes long or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I... I uh... It's a sort of test of discipline almost, isn't it? It's like you've got 20 minutes, get to work. Um, last but not least, uh, from this is quite funny because it's sort of just it's sort of... No, it's not irrelevant, it's just funny. So Pierre Fabiani uh, has chimed in. Uh, this, is, this is from just before the break from Christmas. And I think we just talked about the uh, Game Awards. And he said, my question is the same. What do you think about Ken Levine's new game? So Pierre 
is obviously quite fixated on Ken Levine's new game. Now we know what it is. It's Judas. Yep. Um, well, and I think we did sort of talk about it after the Game Awards thing, Pierre. So I don't know if that's covered your uh, covered your bases, but um, I like it. I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's probably going to be pretty good. I think it's you know it's going to come from some talented folks who are good at doing those things. I thought it looked a bit Bioshocky, and <laughs> I felt ever so slightly uh, a tiny little sigh of like oh, a bit Bioshocky. And then quickly remembered that that's no bad thing and that it's probably just going to be really good. And I'm excited. But we don't know when that's coming out, do we? Did it say 2023? I don't know. It may have done. I'm trying to think It may have said... I don't think... Well, if it did, there's certainly no release window, I don't think. No, 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 no. no. If if they gave a release date, I think it was just 2023. But let me... I can check that within the space of a few seconds. Uh, No, (laughs) I don't think they've... I don't think they gave a release date. I think I'm wrong with that. Yeah, so yeah, well, we don't know uh, when that's when that's arriving. We don't know where, we don't know when, but we will see it again. Yeah, um, I, I hopefully it's this year. It's a really good trailer. I've got, a, mm. I think I said this last time. I've just got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be bad or at least average. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was too that was too good a trailer for a game that's probably quite a while off. And I just think mm. I think it won't live up to expectation. But I, I hope it does. But that is my my sort of hot take. Is that? Oh, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it, uh, I, I think, think it might be fine, not great. And we know that that like you know it's been in development for a blimmin' while, and they had to cut a lot of stuff back, and the sort of scope of it had narrowed because originally it was this nebulous, huge thing. Um, it's been in development for was it like twenty, was it at least twenty seventeen. When 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 they made is it Ghost Ship Games? <coughs> yeah, I forget the name of the studio. I think it's Ghost Ship Games. So it's been in development for a while. Um, so I'm inclined to agree. I think whenever projects like that, if they sort of you know grow out of control and they have to sort of trim them back, we might. I mean, it sort of happened with Bioshock Infinite. I was actually just about to say that. Yeah. So maybe maybe yeah. maybe I'm being silly. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe no, he'll no, just put it no, off like I, he did with that. Yeah, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good point. I don't really think. It, it'd be a tall order for something to in terms of meeting expectations I think that's pretty much impossible depending on well it depends on what your expectations are you're never going to get Bioshock again no um, but if you just expect a decent game I'm sure it's going to meet that if not a very good one anyway that'll just about do us um, thank you for listening and happy new year to everyone um, we will return next week and hear about more video games Matt's been busy I am going to try and get more busy in the next week and play some more stuff. Uh, what do I do? You don't go on Instagram, don't go on Snapchat. You don't have to go on Twitter, but we're on there if you wanna if you wanna tweet us at videogamercom uh, with your questions and your theories, your comments, queries. At Joshy Wise, at Matt Lorigan, uh, at underscore Dan Webb as Very well. Very good. Uh, thank you to Adam Cook, Andy B, and Colin Mahone for the music. Um, I think that's about everything, isn't it? Yeah, I've said my piece. sounds it. Like I've done my time. I've said my piece. Yeah, yeah. first podcast right. of the year under your belt. Absolutely, bring it on! Yeah. Uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, and it's goodbye from Matt. Bye. <laughs>